Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manam Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Dubuque, with my now 30, <laughs> slowly aging co-host, Becca Schoenborn. How are you? Every episode from now on, you're just going to well, tell everybody 30, 30s. Now. Well, you made a whole thing a couple episodes ago about how you had birthday I month. don't know if I made that a whole per- thing. Uh, <laughs> I did not say... Becca celebrates birthday month. I don't think that was the quote that I came out. I also do not celebrate the whole birthday month. Anyway, y- you did say it was it's... a month ago now. Yeah, but still, just on yeah, your... I am <laughs> withering away before your eyes. <laughs> That's exactly right. How are you? Thirty today? is very yeah. young. Thirty. I'm not saying it's not. I'm older also. Than you. Everyone keeps asking me how does it feel, and then I just have to keep telling everybody like, why is that? A the question? older I get, the more I realize, no matter how old you are, we're all just pretending like we know what we're doing. Like nobody ever has it figured out. Uh-huh. Everyone's kind of just faking it, pretending like we know how to be adults. Sure. Mm-hmm. I understand. Is, is that you? No, I think it's common. <laughs> Uh, so far, everyone that I've spoken to on this topic, it's like, mm, yeah, pretty much just figuring it out as you go. I, I don't really understand, like, that that fact of how does it feel? Is that like a, is, it's almost like, does that get asked every decade? Is that a thing? Like, when you turn 40, is everyone going to ask the same thing? Probably. And then, like, I don't know, the same as I felt yesterday. It's not like I just, I, it just transformed overnight because well, I changed my well, age. People are probably asking this because you did say... That you celebrate a birthday month, which means it's important to you. Yeah. <laughs> so you brought it on yourself. I sure did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why we're having this whole discussion for another couple of minutes. And uh, just to... Maybe just to in May we'll be over my birthday month topic by uh, then. We'll see. We'll see. I doubt it. Nope. I'm going to bring it up every time now. Okay. It's going to become a thing. All right. Until you turn 31, which is no longer interesting to talk about anymore. Because a lot of people have said 31 is the, the t- tougher age to turn than what? 30. What? Wait a minute. Which who, I was like, interesting. Who says that? I've heard it from a couple people. Like the, the year after the de- the like decade number year is tougher. Then you're just in it, you know? What, yeah, right. Exactly. So why 30's is it like tougher? fun and exciting. 31 is like, oh, I'm in my 30s now. You know what I mean? I mean... Okay. I don't know. I'm just repeating what people have said to me. Oh my god. I feel exactly the same as I did when I was I was gonna 29. say <laughs> I was gonna say like thirty one still like see, when you do the decade thing, thirty one's still like you're like the younger part of thirty one. Like I'm thirty four. Yeah. I'm at the boring stage of the thirties because you're like in the middle. It's like oh this isn't so interesting. Next like year, I wanna be I like thirty talk about when I you're, be you're like, thirty five for two straight months. That's true, you could. Okay. I'm also not gonna start the podcast telling everyone that I had a I'm celebrating birthday I will. birthday month. Well, my birthday is January first, so I know I don't have a whole month. I get it right away out of the out of the way, and True. then everybody will tell me that my birthday present was my Christmas present, which is my favorite thing. Super fun. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the best. The eye roll. The worst. <laughs> oh, this is this is all like Christmas girls around. That was my favorite thing as a kid. Here's your gifts. That's also your birthday. I'm like, cool. Everyone else gets a separate birthday present. Right. I'm like, if my birthday was in April, don't worry. It's fine. Seven gifts coming. Birthday, f- seven days later, here's here's maybe 50 bucks. <laughs> like, that's about, that's, that was my life growing up. And not growing up. I Yeah, it's practically still. still. Not, that's still my life now. Now you have kids, so now it's about them <sighs> during the holidays instead that's of right. you anyways. Uh, totally. I know my daughter is the 28th of December, so she's Oh, I didn't know that. Right oh my gosh, me. I didn't realize you guys were so close. Yep. So Funny. now she just steals. Way to pass that along. Steals more thunder from me. I know. 
She's going to be like, this is not what I wanted to inherit from my <laughs> I dad. I know. She okay. is going to hate it even worse in about 10 years when it really starts to hit. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I know. Um, anyways, we have a guest who I feel like could have chimed in or was wanting to chime <laughs> to, in on, to chime in on the age conversation. Um, we have Katie Gallagher. I almost said your last name wrong. Now I'm trying to read it and I almost pronounced it wrong. Um, the director slash health officer of the Dunn County Health Department. Beautiful job. Did I do it right? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I was panicking before this episode started <laughs> about introducing this. So. No, not at all. No, what I wanted to share is that um, my birthday is the day after Christmas. Oh, oh, you're right on. And so I think that my family did an amazing job, like really making it special. I had my godfather was um, just a really big personality and his birthday was the 24th. And so oh, there were parties. That's and awesome. so I think when you when you have an expectation that your birthday is not Christmas, and you carry that through adulthood, it's maybe a little different at 45 than it was at, um, you sure. know, two. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I totally understand making it a celebration. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it seems like families do it one way or the other. Either everything is lumped into one celebration or it is like two distinct celebrations. Yeah. Separate from each other. See, yeah. I, I think mine being on New Year's Day was good when it was it was obviously great when i was like 21 it was like <laughs> that was prime age for when my birthday landed <laughs> but like uh but it was fine i remember like there was times and I, I always think back like now like when i was like you know early you know teens and stuff when you know some of my relatives and stuff were still younger mm-hmm. and i i was like why why is like celebrating my birthday always at 5 p.m i'm like oh wait because the night before was new year's eve that's <laughs> that's why <laughs> we didn't ever celebrate my birthday until about six o'clock the next day right. so i uh i needed a few hours to recover 100 100 percent. that's what i always that's what i think i've come to realize but wonderful yeah well, no thank you for sharing <laughs> <laughs> wow so many um holiday adjacent birthdays i know right now i know so katie <laughs> you're not on here to talk about your birthday i am not no absolutely so I, when I asked so for chill. questions in advance so I could fully prepare, like, we no, d- it's going to be chill. It's We're chill. just going to talk. And I'm like, that's we not just how blankly I work. I was just you. saying, like, did you, you, did you hand, uh, did, was that okay? <laughs> I, I would say of like the almost 50 guests we've had on now, I would say I get that question from, because I'm usually the contact that gets mm-hmm. them on, is I usually get probably half the people will ask that. Mm-hmm. And then about only a fourth you can tell her like the way they word it is like it'd be great if there was pre pre done questions mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know KT well but I know her well enough to know that I think she would have loved it if I would have sent her like ten mm-hmm. things. <laughs> so as you guys will see, and I realize that people are listening instead of seeing, um, that I brought goodies, and so yes. it's going to help us kind of frame this conversation about what the health department does. Even though there weren't questions in advance, <laughs> I still have a method to my madness. <laughs> I love how she structured Even our though, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. To be thing. fair, the couple times we did write questions down, we did not reference them we at did not all. Like the, com- the conversation just went different directions all the times that we tried to prepare, that we were just like, this, we're just wasting our time writing these questions That's, for nobody. That is, exactly, <laughs> that is exactly what happened. We just get a little too chatty and then end up, you know, 20 
segues by the end of the yeah episode but i'm excited for this uh for us to be structured by <laughs> yes. our guests this is my favorite we got thing. handouts we There's have like handouts. a whole packet we in front have, of us we do have handouts so i wanted to take an opportunity to really talk about the health department and what yeah. the dunn county health department does and can do for the community and so the first thing that you guys have here are our outreach folders on all the different services that the health department does and as you're opening that, you'll see it's not just about babies and shots, although it's kind of about that too. Mm-hmm. So with the Dunn County Health Department, we have a variety of services and people can uh, connect with us for things like prenatal care coordination. So new moms, we, we have a program, evidence-based program called Nurse Family Partnership which partners new moms with their own personal nurse. So asking all of those crazy questions about, is this normal? Yes, it's Mm -hmm. normal. Is this something (laughs) I need to worry about? Let's talk that through. From a client-based, heart's desire-based perspective. So that's an amazing program that I'm really excited about. So that's the babies. Mm -hmm. Shots, we still do those. I Mm -hmm. think that that's kind of what we're known for, um, especially coming out of COVID. But we provide vaccines for a variety of vaccine preventable diseases. Um, Most folks can get a uh, Tdap or their tetanus shot with us because pertussis is endemic. So whooping cough, you guys might know that. Uh Really important. (laughs) Oh, unfortunately. Two asthmatics over here are very familiar with Yes, both both asthma folks. Any sort of lung condition. like. (laughs) So folks have uh, a series of shots when they're little. And then if you're welcoming a new child into your family, we encourage folks to get a whooping cough booster. Mm. So they can come into the health department free of charge. They can also get their their tetanus shot from us every 10 years, especially if you work outdoors in the garden or on the farm Mm -hmm. so that uh, folks don't get tetanus. They can do that for free at the health department. Wow. Um, Other shots... um, typically are for folks that are uh, either underinsured or uninsured, Badger Care. There's a couple different things mm-hmm. that they can get that. Um, so that's the shots part of um, the health department. And then, you know, environmental health, the things in the environment that make us healthy. We do restaurant inspections. We do water testing. Folks can come in and get a, a water test, and we can get that sent off either to the State Lab of Hygiene or CTL here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, we do free water testing for folks, again, welcoming uh, a new family member, baby. So it's really important that bottles are made with water that don't have high nitrates. It's really important that you know that before you make bottles. We can get you hooked up with free water testing. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So many things. I have already like, wow, I didn't know half of this already. I know. Wait, there's more. So <laughs> let's talk about our women infants. So here's the brochure on water and well water basic testing. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then next, let's talk about WIC, women, infant, and children. Yes. And so a lot of folks say, you know, we don't need WIC. Uh, we make too much money for WIC. My argument would be that these, um, you can be at a 180% of federal poverty. So for a family of four, I think this is just mind-blowing. For a family of four, so think about a parent and three kids can have an annual income of 51000 That's higher than most people would think about 
being uh, eligible for our services. And so the way I promote that is, yes, you've got your own personal dietitian and you have access to food resources Mm -hmm. um, now on a swipe card. So it's, you know, if you're old school, you'll remember like these checks and you have to pull them out and it's a little bit, you know, cumbersome. Mm -hmm. But now you've got a card that looks just like your debit card. Nobody sees it as anything different when you're going through the line. Mm -hmm. And you've got an app on your phone that says where you are in your in your resources. So oh, you nice. can kind of be in the aisle, you know what you have left. And so there's, there's no surprises um, when you when you go through the line. We also are seeing people remotely. So that's really helpful for busy families where they can do that meeting um, either via phone or via video with one of their our dietitians. Um, instead of having to pack the kiddos up, get them there, unpack them, all that good stuff. Um, so WIC is an amazing resource for a lot of our families, and more families are eligible for it than, than really have that awareness. And then, these are two things, and again, I'm not sure that people are really going to hear it, <laughs> but um, we have a reproductive health clinic. So if you would. That's funny. Read the the sticker on the bag. <clears throat> the sticker says condoms prevent minivans, which I think is <laughs> my new life motto. That's yes. a good one. Yes. And then what's what's in your I will hilarious. not be your father. And who's on <laughs> who's on the front? Uh, Darth Vader. That's nice. Pretty, that's pretty funny. So if you open Clever. those up, you'll find what we put into several bars in the community and a sure. lot of some ASMR. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say. And um, some funny. of our community resources. So, you know, when you go to drop off your um, your child payment support, uh, child support payment, we have bags of condoms there. Again, at the bars, at different community uh, resources, we have that. And there's also about, um, if you look in there, there's a, a card about getting yourself tested. Mm-hmm. So we do free and low cost STI testing at the clinic. It's separate from insurance, so if you want to keep it a little bit quiet, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to go to your insurance. If you're on your mom's insurance still, is what you're saying? Well, I'm just kidding. There are <laughs> or lots from your of, partner, I guess, too. There are lots of reasons that folks might want to keep that personal. Sure. Typically, sexual and reproductive health is a private conversation. Very much so. Um, but also, you know, maybe you're still on your parents' insurance, like you had shared. Maybe you don't want to know, you're, you don't want your partner to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it, it is it is a hard thing. And so we have reproductive health nurses that can walk people through that, again, free or low cost. Um, we actually have a sliding fee scale for folks that are up to 250% of federal poverty level. So, again, family planning only services, if you qualify, that's free. If you want a private pay, um, we have discounts all the way up to 250% of federal poverty, which, again, it's quite much higher than yeah. you would expect. That's awesome. Yeah. And then two other things for you guys. Ooh, I've seen this before. Yeah. This is yeah, a so really I, good resource. Yes. This is a great one. Uh, and ooh, the little business card Espanol. that goes with it. En Espanol. We have community resource guides. And this is um, one of our Health Done Right, so the Health Coalition, one of our action teams, the Mental Health Action Team, um, has put together a community resource guide. And it's in two forms. The fold-out that you have in front of you. And the business card. And so if you're a little more tech savvy, you just snap a little picture of the QR code. Oh, sure. And it takes you right to the online resource. And so this is for uh, folks that want to know where our senior meal sites are, want to know how to access different um, community resources. And it's all there in one um, 
file or one um, put together folder. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen this um, hanging on a lot of bulletin boards in yes. town too. I know we have one hanging like a big laminated copy on our board at the co-op, but I've seen this on almost every bulletin board. And I think it's such a smart idea to just yeah. have everything in one place and wherever you go, you can usually find this list of resources. Yeah. And the one you have in front of you is in Spanish. So if you go online, you can translate your screen to whatever language you're most comfortable. But we do have a need to get them out in both English and Spanish here in Dunn County. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah, this is really great. This piece of information is so good. As we were just talking off mic uh, with with the prior guest before was that it's so hard sometimes in Menominee to get... um, the information you're looking for sometimes because mm-hmm. it seems like it's it's all out there but it seems very sp- scattered mm-hmm. of, with everything mm-hmm. something about it's a menominee thing apparently is there you can find it it just never seems that easy to find it so this is always really good for for yeah. this type of stuff and it has everything on here from you know resources for veterans lgbtq groups uh different substance um recovery groups all sorts of things Anything you might need. And so that that just gives me a a great jumping off spot to talk about Health Done Right. So that's our community health coalition, Mm -hmm. community-led, community-driven, supported through the health department. And we have our five action teams. So the mental health and wellness action team put that together and is continuing to update it. So we have a spring update that's going to, I think it's at the printer right now. Uh, But then we also have our Healthy Environment Action Team. So that group meets regularly. We have our um, Housing Action Team. So that group was really responsible for getting the housing study that was put together through the Regional Planning Office. Mm -hmm. And then we have our um, Chronic Disease Prevention. So great partnership through the the action team with the Rossbach Museum about uh, winter walking program, also working with the chamber on winter fun and done. Mm-hmm. So getting people oh, out sure. and active. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've, th- I've seen that winter fun and done. That's yeah, a really good one. Did you snap some pictures and I have, prize? I have not done any of the pictures. I know though. somebody who won a prize. Yeah? I saw, yeah, one of the, I thought one that's of a great one. Here. Yeah, the, the health done right stuff is, and I think, it, I, know, I know you're still talking about it, but I think like the thing about it is, is I think that's something that I see like mm-hmm. like that's really All doing the time, a, yeah. that's really doing a good job to be visually seen mm-hmm. um, whether it's through that and of course I'm connected with the historical society and the walking program is spectacular we that was like one of the first uh conversations we had during covid mm-hmm. was when the shutdown was like uh, a few people called us like for walking sp- spots and then like Melissa Neela the director down there and I had the discussion many times of like gosh we could be a walking spot mm-hmm. and it just kind of like you know everybody's lives change like stuff happens and being a walking spot's not high on the list of things we do sometimes. Uh, but then when she kind of like brought this, I'm like, it's so funny. That's all we talked about during mm-hmm. COVID was that we are a great place to mask up and walk through here. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's like, a, uh, you know, through Health Done Right Now is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So coming to fruition to kind of get folks a shelter place because it tends to be a little cold for a little long. Oh, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So Health Done cool. Right, we're, um, and then the alcohol alcohol, nicotine, and drug action team as well. So those five action teams are always looking for volunteers, whether it's kind of being in and out. So you want to help set up an event like um, Hiding in Plain Sight, which is something that the mental health and wellness team is doing uh, with partnership uh, with the Menominee School Districts or or has done, depending on when you listen to Mm -hmm. this. 
or you want to actually uh, go to meetings and, and connect with fellow Dunn County residents on the Dunn County uh, Health Coalition. There's a lot of different opportunities. So healthdunright.org, that's D-U-N-N. You guys get how we did yeah, that. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, healthdunright.org uh, to find out more information about the coalition and uh, sign up either to volunteer or to learn more. Get on our newsletter. Cool. Yeah, it's a good newsletter. I get the emails. Um, I think it is so it's like such a cool way that you have made your resources approachable to people Mm -hmm. like it has spun it in a more fun and inviting way rather than like, hey, we're the health department and people are like, "Mm, that's not for me. But you've really done a great job of making it approachable to the general community. And like we were talking about, I've seen the winter things on social media every time I logged in basically the whole winter I saw one of the mm-hmm. events pop up which was really cool it's cute to see everybody posting their pictures and well and I think people just see it like you know branches of uh government mm-hmm. and stuff aren't that interesting and can be that like my heart uh, not just not just but just <laughs> like, I mean like it, to most people I would say like they see a branch of government or something and it, they you know there's an intimidation factor there of just like what it is or um the the stereotype around it mm-hmm. just being involved in like the bigger the you know the so like the fact that again i think the health department here does such a good job of not not being that yeah like i mean it, it's always to me on the outside looking in who's you know never based off what i know used it or any of the resources but i've always known about them mm-hmm. and i've always like thought i'm like okay they do a really like this is a good job done here mm-hmm. by something and i'm sure many other places might not have that Sure. Uh, place but Dunn County does a really great well, job thank you for it. that we have an amazing health educator Caitlin make sure that all of our content yeah. is yeah, um, community appropriate is. and really kind of meets the community where it's at so um, that's that's her vision and her mission as as her role in the, the health department she also supports health done right so you see kind of that um, bubbly personality and community directed communication uh, in a lot of the, the things that we put out um, I think that when you when you think about the health department pre-COVID, we think about babies and shots. Mm-hmm. And then post-COVID, I think that there's been um, really, that's what's very firmly in everybody's mind. And now we're getting back to basics. We're getting back to the variety of programming that we have and are available to the community. Really thinking about the data and what the data says about our community, both with mm-hmm. um our community health needs assessment, so asking people what they think, but then also some of the the actual data around, you know, what do our STI rates look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting back to um, the community-identified priorities, but also the data-identified priorities sure. and working in that arena in a way that we meet people where they're at so they, they can come in and we can have a conversation about what they want their reproductive health plan to look like when they want to be parents. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can talk about, you know, preventing measles. And again, it, it doesn't help to be um, only of one mind about things. We really have to hold space for where folks are, mm-hmm. because if we shut down the conversation, we might miss an opportunity to maybe they're not ready for measles, but they want to get their tetanus shot. Yeah. Wonderful. Let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's such a personal topic for Mm -hmm. health in general but especially reproductive health is such a personal and vulnerable topic for a lot of people to open up about so it is a lot of a lot of people I know myself included have had bad experiences surrounding that topic with health professionals or they're just like you said just shut you down and Mm -hmm. 
they're right, you're wrong, where right. having a more um, open approach is probably really helpful for the people who are utilizing it. And it's really about that self-directed, like guiding their own self-directed mm-hmm. um, volition, because, you know, if you want to come in and you want to talk about the rhythm only method, mm-hmm. for me personally, that means you're going to be a parent. Right. It's not real risky. effective. Yeah. A little risky. It doesn't do anything for STIs. Mm-hmm. But if that's where you are, we'll counsel and give you all the tools that you need on that. And so that might um, better meet some of our Somali population mm-hmm. or folks that have some really clear um, ideas about when they want to be parents yeah. sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to be parents... We have a nurse practitioner that provides services. We can do long-acting reproductive um, contraceptive methods like an IUD or oh. like Nexplanon. Yeah. And we can do that in office. Again, client-directed. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's yeah. really awesome. I love that approach. Interesting. Yeah. So where do you see, like, uh, just only because you kind of uh, mentioned, I guess, a little bit of, like, looking at the stats and kind of getting back mm-hmm. to the status quo a little bit post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Where, like, what are some of the things that you kind of are um, – maybe seeing over the next, maybe projecting over the next little while for our, our community that you see as like a need or something that maybe um, you guys are starting to speak about like, oh, this, we could, we see this kind of coming down the the road as like something mm-hmm. that's probably going to be a bigger issue or something that we can help out with more. Or, I don't know if that's too, I don't know. Well, let me see if I can pick it up a little bit. Sure. So, you know, one of the things about data is that the community health uh, rankings came out today Ooh. and I realized that this if you're listening later you'll you'll maybe have had a, an opportunity to snuggle up with the data mm-hmm. for all of my data nerds out there but it talks about Dunn County as as being in the top percentile or top quartile sorry top quartile of both health outcomes and health factors that's pretty good yeah. and you think about where we live it's a beautiful place we have lots of access to nature um, we get out we get active right when it's not so cold but there are some opportunities that if we look at our Dunn County over time, we continue to see that there are those opportunities. One, surprising to nobody, we have a decrease in access to dentists and to mental health providers. Mm-hmm. So access to care can be challenging in a place like this. Um, some of our health behaviors, probably not unsurprising to you guys. Um, our STI rates are really high. Mm-hmm. And um, our adult smoking rates are really high. So yeah. things yeah, that you probably see, yeah. but maybe haven't seen the data about it. And so that's that's there. Um, you know, and I, so I think that overall we do really well. Uh, Wisconsin does really well. We do really well within Wisconsin. But there are some opportunities both around um, our health behaviors and our health outcomes. Mm-hmm. And so um, in addition to education and all of these types of resources, what what kinds of things do you do to reach out to the community about those specific things? Like, do you have plans? Well, I'm sure you just got the data today, so I can't imagine <laughs> you have constructed a, a thorough plan. But um, are there things you're looking forward to trying or different programs you're looking forward to testing out? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that with health departments, we tend to use a, a data-informed model. So yep. everything from our community health needs assessment then informs our action teams and their improvement plan. 
um, we will build stuff around uh, the data as it as it has been presented and then kind of fold it into our next iteration of the community health needs assessment. So we do that every three years. We're coming up on one um, here as a, a tri-county model. So I know that Dunn County is we're, we're deeply connected to place and we're very different from our surrounding um, counties, but there's an ability to leverage resources. And so we're doing a community health needs assessment with Chippewa County and Eau Claire County mm -hmm. that'll kick off this summer. Oh, cool. And so that data will then be just Dunn County data will be used to kind of infuse our Health Done Right Health Coalition mm -hmm. on what we move forward with um, in the future. So uh, again, it's it's when you see that that survey, I know nobody likes another survey. I love surveys. Love surveys. I love every survey I get in my inbox. I do it. Oh, oh wow! Gosh. I am the target for survey takers because <laughs> I think I don't like that. Like paperwork, I love just like filling things out. I don't know why. It's very satisfying. So to when me, you did so. the scantrons as a, a child in school, did perfectly you filled in. Perfect. Oh, oh you're man. my people. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. You get me. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin's just shaking his head next to me like, you guys are embarrassing me on my own podcast. I mean, I, I once on a Scantron uh, made a robot with my bubbles because oh I God. didn't actually do the test. That's not. I was not. I, is that, that surprising to people that know you? No. I don't really know. I'm I a, never. I was studious, but not at that point, apparently. Cause I, I, yeah, I've never been studious. I remember showing my friends thinking this is pretty cool that I used the bubbles to <laughs> create a robot on it. But I and did do that. You failed the test. Oh, 100%. I don't remember anything that came of it, but I physically remember but it sitting there. Sweet. It did look sweet. <laughs> I mean, it was a perfect oh robot. My gosh. That's I'm funny. kind of understanding why there were no questions to get us started. Exactly. No. Oh, don't put that all on me. <laughs> we can. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So we've kind so of yeah. gotten through my packet. Um, and we have a little bit of time left. So um, was there anything else you guys wanted to jump into? Wh who are Who is KT when she's not the Yeah, I'm the, the sure health you don't director. work 100% of the time. Yeah, what's, I don't. What's the, what's the life not as this? Um, so, uh, you know, just a little bit about me. I, you know, I, I do a lot of work, and I am very intentional about work, and I was intentional about getting into public health, um, which I think makes me a little bit different. So after high school, a long time ago, um, I did a gap year before gap years were a thing mm -hmm. and spent some time in South America and just recognizing that lack of public health and how it impacted people. So when I came back, um, again, data nerd, I did some inter, um, informational interviews and talked to a lot of different professionals and um, found that public health was my jam. So I went in and uh, got an undergraduate in environmental health and uh, worked in public health for um, many, many years and then wanted to advance my career. At that time, you guys might remember Act 10. So there was a, a real vacancy among uh, managers in Wisconsin. And so moved to um, Wisconsin from Colorado. Mm to take the Eau Claire City County Health Department environmental health manager position. Uh, went back to school while I was working there. It was, you know, it just seemed so novel at the time, work four tens, who does that? Everybody does it now. Mm -hmm. right. But back then I, I was working four tens and went to grad school. Wow. And then um, when the position was open here for the health department director, I applied and they were crazy enough to 
hire me. And so that was five years ago, if you can imagine. Wow. Um, so very COVID intentional. times are, are not real in my head. Like there is just the, t- the last three years that are yeah. just one very long year in my mind. So right. Like oh, I'm, I'm, five, I think you're speaking to the lady. I think you're speaking to the lady who uh, thinks it was the longest time. Right. Ever. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine in dog years, right? If, if yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, oh I thought, gosh. so knowing you were coming on today, I thought of this this morning and I, I went as a history guy. I was like, you know, if somebody like, if like the Doug County Historical Society called me in 30 years and wanted my oral history of what it was like to be in Menominee through COVID times, I would say you mm-hmm. because you were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I would, I mean, I still like at some point in that oral history, I would talk about like what I did and how it was. And I'd be like, and I know 30 years from now, I'd go, well, KT was the director because <laughs> she was everywhere. And mm-hmm. I felt so bad that she was having to take this on as a, as like the quote unquote face of this area having to go through this very right. yeah no and like that would have been what two years into your yeah your role yeah. which is still relatively relatively new, new. yeah but I, I just wow. want to like frame that like that collective trauma was real it wasn't yeah. me right oh, it was totally. the whole community of course mm-hmm. um and i think just putting a a local face on it was important mm-hmm. um but yeah you know that that is something that people still come up to me and start a conversation like we know each other, like we know, know each other. And I have to ask, I'm like, have we met? Oh, no, no, no. I watched your videos. Yeah. And and that is really um, endearing and I really appreciate it. But um, definitely not my, I wouldn't say that that's one of my skill sets. I, I'm not a big public speaker. It's not where I'm comfortable. Even coming up the stairs to come talk to you, there was a little flutter, like uh, kind of public speaking. Um, but it really made a difference and it helped folks connect with what we knew when we knew it. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we didn't know everything sure. all the time. We didn't know everything. Right. And oftentimes things changed as the science changed. But in order to be out in front, it was um, really an honor. Yeah. Also I, a challenge. Yeah. Huge props to you. That was. Yes. I The fact that you are still working in the same role <laughs> I, I have all said of that, that is I have said that incredible. I've said that to so many people. I was like, oh my gosh. This Especially poor, I'm like, I don't even know someone. her very well. And I yeah. feel so bad at some of the things that. It's a choice. And, and I would I would share that, you know, the same thing that we're seeing among our healthcare workers, like nurses, just really having to take a step back for their own mental and physical well-being. Yeah. You're seeing that among public health workers as well. About two thirds of my cohort, so statewide, have left their position in uh, the last three years. I have no doubt. Yeah, yeah that doesn't surprise me. That does all. not surprise me at all either. It's yeah. a lot. I mean, you saw all of it. Yeah, <laughs> it is you a got lot. to see all of it that other people have got to be have blinders up for, True. which right. you know that is a lot to take in. And just mental health, like you were saying, yeah. is a huge topic right now. But especially the last few years, like it, it takes a toll. And I think that that's what I'm really looking forward to. Dustin, you were asking earlier about, you know, what do you see emerging? And I think that the mental health need is significant and we're going to see that grow. So I'm I'm hopeful and excited to be part of that solution as well. Again, community-directed mm-hmm. um, solution around mental health and well-being for the community. And I think that that is a, a need. And I think that that's a place where we can partner uh, with other folks that are doing the work to make that happen. So I think that that'll be really good. Yeah. yeah it seems great. like, in my experience anyways, I'm very open about my mental health struggles. Everybody knows I have anxiety and depression <laughs> by this point. I'm not shy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think that what I've noticed anyways is there's so much more open communication Mm -hmm. amongst people who are struggling Mm -hmm. now than there used to be. And it is, I found very helpful to just be able to openly talk about it. Like, yeah, I have, my anxiety has been bad or whatever. And people Mm -hmm. being able to just have somebody that they can talk to and have it not be shameful is a really important first step. I think that destigmatization is one of the good things that have come out of that is mm-hmm. that we can talk about the very intuitive and absolute connection between your your mental health and your physical health. Right. And so, you know, 988 being a fantastic resource for someone to either text or call, mm-hmm. um, but then also being open with other folks about, um, like you shared, that it's normal. Yeah, very normal. And so many people are silently struggling. That yeah. It's like if if everybody just felt comfortable and safe to open the conversation, yep. I think it would help a lot more people. So one sure. of the things that uh, we're moving forward with, our mental health and, and wellness action team is moving forward, is the Green Bandana Project. Mm. And so what that is, is a green bandana tied on, you know, your purse or, um, you know, something that you carry with you. And, and that's just a visual cue that folks can you're open to having a conversation about mental health and well-being. Oh, that's really awesome. Yep. That's, that's clever. Mm, yeah. That's a good idea. So get a green bandana. There you go. Yeah, you should. Or you can wait until the health department starts, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Health Done Right starts um, disseminating them, and you can Perfect. grab one for free. There you cool. go. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that is going to... That will be a, a nice change and probably a pretty big change, yeah, really, that's a just good one. having the visual representation and... Not everyone's comfortable yeah. initiating those types of conversations. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're at that fun part. We're at the end of the podcast already. Isn't it crazy? Wonderful. Um, quick thing. Where can everybody find all the resources? I know you've said it before, but we'll do it one last time. Sure. Place to, places to find you. Ever you know where they can get all the information or where they can find the health department. So I would start with our website. You can Dunn County and look for the health department. You can also go to healthdoneright.org for our community health coalition. Um, and then you can find us on all the social medias. Great. All right, and then we end the podcast with the same two questions to every guest. Mm. So uh, I can do mine first. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, I am not a movie buff. So you got to have something. We always, or we every always say, has, or we always has. say like, there has to be something as a kid, like that there was something on repeat all the time. There's always something. Yeah. Um, I would say, and I would say for my kids, it was um, all the the Disney movies. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classics. Classics. Always. I still love Disney movies. <laughs> they have the best soundtracks, and uh, I stand by that. I, mean, fo- <laughs> I watched, fo- I watched Fox and the Hound like it was going on style. When I was a kid. That's a good one. That is a I good know, one, yeah. It was my favorite. so sad. It As is. As an adult, it's like the saddest thing you've ever seen, and but I Disney loved it. Most Disney movies now, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, why? that one. Like that one's like, by the end it's like they're best friends. Why can't they just be together? <laughs> you know, there are some that they should come with warnings. Oh, uh, that like one's brutal. Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound is another one of my Bambi. favorites. <sighs> Yeah, Homeward Bound. My that's, sister that loves that movie. I was big on that one. Other one was my Brave Little Toaster. I loved yeah. that one. That wasn't Disney, but I loved that one. You just pull it out. <laughs> Brave Little Toaster. I know. That's, I a great, that's a great one. I can never think of the names of any movies or anything I've ever watched in my life when people ask me these things. Sure. Um, I would like to know what good food you've eaten lately. Mm, what good food have I eaten? 
Um, so I'm also kind of boring. I think if you take anything away, uh, don't watch movies, don't eat out a ton. Uh, but this uh, weekend we did hop down to Pepin and um, had some amazing fried pickles at the pickle factory. Ooh. I have never heard of this place. There's a pickle factory in Pippin, apparently. Oh, my gosh. I love fried pickles. Yeah. Well, mm. now you're going to have to do a Google search quick once we <gasps> yes. end this. Yes. <laughs> That's always my appetizer I don't have to share. That's true. Yeah, I'm not Jay a fan. doesn't like pickles. So. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not like, a fan. fine. I'll eat all of them then. <laughs> More for me. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can go follow Health Done Right. Go look up all these lovely resources that... Katie told us about today. There is endless things for you to read and research um, and tell your friends about. Otherwise, look at many of the bulletin boards in town. You'll find a lot of these resources hanging up there, too. Um, you can follow our podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Manam Pod. You can visit our website, themanampod.com. Other than that, till next time, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>